In a world, four friends, one mission, to bring freedom to everyone involved. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Doing a thing for the podcast. Dude, just say the name. Fine. It's the Freedom Friends Podcast. Fuck boys! Holy fuck! It is time. It is Thursday. Four of us are in a circle. It's our favorite time of week. We're holding sticks. Yes, we are. That can only mean we're about to do one thing. Johnny, what is it? Back in my day, we called that a circle jerk. But uh, today, I think we're just going to be fucking masturbating, boys. That's right. It's uh, for Freedom Friends Master Debate. We are the Freedom Friends. I'm Mikey. That's John. There's uh, Scott and Jazz on the other side of the bar. And we are your four mediocre fucking hosts for this little piece of shit debate that we like to call. First of all, just full disclosure, don't listen to what we say. All right. If we come up with these world problems, we solve them in our own minds. Uh, don't take them as gospel because you will probably lose. So <laughs> and we can't be doing any worse than everybody else is doing. To That's be totally true. fucking That's honest with you at this true, point. Actually. So and they're probably going to end up in hell if they listen to us. So yeah, well, at least yeah. we'll all be in good company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll be able to listen to us in hell wherever your local podcast. <laughs> <are> <laughs> <about>. <laughs> uh, that said, uh, it's Thursday. We have drinks. We have sticks. We do this one thing called the debate. Justin, what do you got for us? All, All right, boys. boys. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week's master debate was uh, was sparked by a story that I found, Uh-oh. which I think y'all will thoroughly enjoy. Story it, uh, time. It reads: Frat president chews out brothers for infecting other or for infecting pledges with COVID nineteen. For not sanitizing balls before teabagging pledges. <laughs> wow. Yes. How the fuck? I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I just think about the barracks on a Friday night. That's fucking. No. <laughs> yeah, but how do you tie COVID into that? How do you know that COVID came from the balls? Yeah. Because uh, everything that I've heard from the CDC and WHO and fucking whatever fucking anybody who wants so to talk that they know it's about COVID. breath related. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who's. Well, so I just think about the means, poor. I think about the poor pledge that went in to get tested, and they're like, "Have you had any close contact with say, anybody recently?" Does it, <laughs> oh, my big does brother it, teabagged me. Justin, does it say how out of how many pledges got it and how many did not? Does it say that? Whoa, 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 wait, wait. They did say though that farts can carry COVID nineteen. <laughs> well, I always wear a mask around my hole so that that should be uh yeah the, pretty much the same amount of yeah but of, the cdc has also said that masks pretty much don't do anything pretty much the same amount of fabric that's covering my assholes covering my mouth yeah 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 plus if you're teabagging somebody it's the power of the yeah, silkies true. man it's the power of the silkies that's why, right through. that's why that's why that's why i don't have covid it's the silkies <laughs> Keeping that COVID so, away from your butthole. <laughs> so one of the statements from the president is, I'm just saying, I know lots of you are running fevers or whatever, so it's extra important that even if you're blackout drunk, you put that shit in the sink, use antibacterial soap, and sing happy birthday twice. If we do this COVID stuff right, I know that we can drop our pants and sit on the pledges' faces in a safe, healthy way. Fuck, at least the guys, you know, like health conscious. Yeah, this is a responsible sure. frat leader. Yeah, yeah, I'm right, sure he's right, leading like... from the rear, but. <laughs> <laughs> Tail end Charlie, if you so, will. So I think I have a theory on how all this happened. One of the pledges had COVID. 
And he was one of the early on teabaggers. <laughs> he oh, so he coughed on he the coughed balls. On the ball. well, no, the dude put his balls in the dude's mouth, got COVID on his balls, and, and then, then he teabagged fucking it. everybody else and gave him all fucking COVID. I oh. guarantee you the dude doing the teabagging doesn't have COVID. No, it's just his balls do. Yeah. Well. No, his balls were no. just a carrier. He had asymptomatic balls. <laughs> his balls are the conduit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the delivery device. Yeah. It's not actually the carrier. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Usually no. it's opposite. Yeah. Usually those are just the carrier. Usually you yeah. pay extra for that. No, usually the balls <laughs> are the carrier and you have something else that's a delivery device. Ooh. I'm just saying, if you were teabagging somebody and farted at the same time. Oh, fuck. Like double jeopardy right there. Now you got COVID and pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worse? Pink eye. Pink eye. Pink eye. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, pink eye. Because everyone knows you have that. Yeah, yeah. right? Like, fuck. So... <laughs> That brings me to uh, the master debate for this week. What was the best form of corrective action when y'all were in? How oh. would how would you uh, properly induct the Wait, new privates that showed up? Scott, when did you get out? You got oh, seven. Yeah. Jazz, when did you get out? Thirteen. Mikey, when did you get out? Fourteen. We're twenty twenty. You got statue limitation. You're not quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, I'm clear. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right. <laughs> I'll be right. These happened pre 2013 for Mikey. Yeah. Yep. See the best way- course of corrective action. No, because that last year he was in like recruiting support. Or That's the worst part. Whatever. <laughs> That's when all the shit. Happened. No, I was, I was, I was working, but uh, I was, I worked till the day I fucking got out. I was like fucking finishing fucking jobs. And then they were like, hey, you got to go to your retirement ceremony. I'm like, hang on one second. I sent his email. Uh, all right, I'm gone. <laughs> like, um, so best worst form of corrective action. One of the one of the my favorites were when somebody forgot their ID card. Oh, we literally awesome. made a three foot by two foot yeah. ID card made out of plywood. Three and quarter inch plywood. It, it said like so and so like I lost my. My it, was ID a, card. it was a picture of an ID card, but all the information pretty much in giant fucking block letters says, I lost my shit and I have to walk around with this. Now. Yeah. And they would put a string around it and hang it around their neck and they would have to walk around for like three or four days. Everywhere they went. Jazz, Everywhere. Jazz, you Everywhere. told me a good one. Which one? You told me a good one about the plant. Yeah, that one was pretty good. <laughs> that's that's a good one. That one was pretty good. Yeah. So. It's the military. It's filled with stupid people, or at least smart people that do stupid things. Yes. Yeah. So one of my favorite phrases ever is oxygen thief. Yeah. Yeah. Which we all served. We've all fucking heard the phrase and have probably been called an oxygen thief at some fucking point in time. We definitely know some. I I definitely know a couple of oxygen thieves. Weber. Yeah. (laughs) Correct. So (laughs) the thing is, is that in my line of work... We didn't have a lot of stupid people in the psychological operations field. These were all very smart people just that did stupid things like it was very smartly. Yeah. (laughs) So one of our favorite forms was people would fuck up. They were classified as an oxygen thief, so they had to walk around for three to four days at a shot carrying around a potted plant. And anytime anybody would ask them why they were carrying around the plant, they had to come to the position of attention, and we had a whole script written out explaining how the oxygen that they were stealing from everybody else was unfair, that they were removing the amount of comfort that your brain needed to operate properly 
So they were carrying that plant around to replace the oxygen that they were stealing from everybody. Nice. And it went everywhere with them. Nice. So that one was pretty good. I think my f- favorite form of corrective action I ever saw, though, was the uh, the starfish. That one was pretty good. And they so they'd make you starfish in the sand pit till you became a sugar cookie. Sure. But they would spray you with a hose first. So that you were wet before they put you in that playground sand that was in every smoke pit behind so every explain, fucking garrison pit. Explain to people what a starfish is in case they they don't know. So if you don't know how, so a starfish moves around the ocean floor by wiggling all of its limbs and kind of pushing its way down the sand. So to starfish in a sand pit, you had to lay either on your front or on your back, and then each individual limb had to be moved to move yourself a couple of inches through the sand and, and we're not talking like and its mouth is in the middle which means mermaids are just getting their titties sucked yep true hmm. wow. and so and <laughs> i've i've actually never been on a marine corps base so i don't know if you guys have them but mermaids we, we, we have pits yeah so sure, sure. <laughs> i was thinking mermaids too yeah. fuck i joined the wrong branch <laughs> <laughs> we call those wooks yeah but uh <laughs> yeah. so the pits that we would have behind the but they were they're huge they're like half the size of a football field at least at mine was it was fucking we were the absolute pride of the base because we had the largest smoke pit on the base but whatever so you'd make them go from one end to the other yeah and starfish maneuver but you'd spray them with a hose first to wash off whatever stupidity they had brought to the pit so that it didn't couldn't be contracted by anybody else. They well, can't put contaminate the pit. Right. <laughs> and then you make them starfish from one end to the other until you got out looking like a sugar cookie, which essentially meant that you had been coated in so much sand at that point that you would the exact same color and texture of a sugar cookie. Yeah. And that was uh nice. That shit was brutal. You'd watch people's just all the seams like in their elbow, their neck, behind their ears between their fingers and everything, it would just essentially sand off like the first top 10 layers of skin till yeah, everything yeah. just changed colors. <laughs> but, uh, you stop doing stupid shit after that. Yeah. It's effective. Yeah. See my favorite, I would say my favorite, it's my favorite because it was effective. It's not my, it's not the funniest and it's pretty fucking cruel, but yeah. it's my favorite <laughs> because it was effective. Yeah. But every time I had a stinky kid, or like a kid that didn't want to fucking shower yeah. or whatever the fuck. Scuzz brush bath. Mm-hmm. When we fucking like his fucking team would grab his ass with their fucking scuzz brushes and chuck him in a shower in his silkies. Start dumping Comet on him. Right. And just fucking scuzz brush that motherfucker <laughs> till he was clean as a fucking whistle. Yeah. Like that was probably one of my favorite because it was effective. You know, it was yeah. much like the sugar cookie thing. You know, it's fucking it's effective, you know. Guess who showered and brushed their teeth every fucking day after that? Yeah. Fucking stinky did. Yeah. You know, yeah. the um, seven minutes it takes for you not to smell like a fucking ass. Yeah. Like, fuck. it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had one kid. We called him Millhouse because he looked like Millhouse from The Simpsons. <laughs> and he was just fucking. He looked like a greasy rat. Just fucking zit faced and fucking gross and just never fucking brushed his teeth. Or I made that dude brush his fucking teeth till he was like. Just spitting pure blood one day. And I was just like, brush him again. Fucking ah! like freaking the fuck out on him. Dude. It was gross. But after that day, that motherfucker had pearly fucking whites every morning, yeah. man. It didn't smell like a foot because after he was done brushing his teeth and spitting blood, then his ass went and got scuzz brushed and just fucking it was corrective action at its finest. 
I th- it worked. I think Scott and I have talked about this on a previous episode, but we can bring it up again. We had a guy uh, in our platoon um, that uh, just couldn't get life right, essentially. Yeah. is the easiest way to explain it. And he was, yeah. a, he was a good guy. Like, we went up to Chicago and met up with him. And, uh, like, we made his life a fucking living hell for, like, years. Years. And, I mean, he had pizza boxes under his bed. He had food in his fucking closet in his barracks room, like rotting fucking food. Yeah. And he, like, he'd open his barracks door, and I'm on the third floor in a barracks, and I could fucking <laughs> smell it. It waft up. And it was just, <laughs> we did the same thing. We scrubbed him down with Comet and fucking, you know, Brillo pads and yeah. everything, every fucking thing. And uh, so, you know, I got out, and in my mind, like, oh, this guy's still a fucking shitbag. Like, yeah, nothing's changed. Still stinks. His room's fucking mess. Like, everything, blah, 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 blah. So fast forward fucking 10, 10, 15 years after we get out and uh, we link up with them in Chicago and this motherfucker got out as like a E6 or E7. He fucking went to sniper school and passed with fucking flying colors, went all, you know, stationed all around the place, um, you know, was fucking getting opportunities left and right. And he like at first, like, you know, driving up, Scott and I were just like, oh, this is this might get awkward. This might get weird. Yeah. Like, we fucked with this dude a lot. Yeah. And uh, so we go out to dinner and have a couple of drinks, and he's just like, "Hey, like, I just want to thank you guys." And we're both of us are just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the fucking grown yeah. man, dude. It's, it's real man yeah. shit. And dude. he's like, "Look, yeah. he's like, I wouldn't be the person I am today if you guys didn't fucking fuck with me like you guys did. Like, yeah, I know, I, I didn't make it easy on you guys, and you guys didn't make it easy on me." He goes, "But I fucking needed that in my life. Like, I needed somebody to point me in the fucking right direction. Right, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter how." And he goes, and you guys fucking did it. And I, and obviously we didn't do it with like hate because like if we didn't like the guy, yeah, we wouldn't go fucking we wouldn't have gone and with seen him. him you know, know? Yeah. Like, yeah, so it was, yeah. I think it was a, a lot like, of those people needed to realize is the people you fucked with are the people you were really hard on, the ones that you checked up on all the time and stuff like yeah. that. Is you saw something that you gave a fuck they didn't see, yeah. and you gave a fuck because they were one of your guys, or they were either in your leadership, or they were in your in your squad, or in your platoon. Or yeah, somebody you actually gave a fuck about. And a lot of that, but from the outside, they just go like, oh, it's just this ritualistic fuck you kind of thing. And it's like, nope. no, like even if you had somebody you didn't like, you worked at keeping those guys squared away because yep. when it came time to go to war. These were the motherfuckers that went with you. Yeah, like, sure. You couldn't look at these dudes and be like, no, we don't have to worry about the fucking soup sandwich that's out there having to watch my six because. You know, fuck it. I'll get shot in the back when he's not doing his job. I'm fine yeah. with that. Like, yeah, yeah. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's not how it works at all. Like, I learned a very valuable lesson, a life lesson when I was in the military. Um, I went from just being lower enlisted to a leadership position, an e, you know, an E5. Um, typically in the military, in the Army, when it happens, they move you. And they do that so that way your friends aren't now your subordinates. Yeah. Because you have that personal relationship level. So they take you get in the leadership position. They either put you a different squad, different platoon, another company, PCS yeah. to a different fucking duty station, something. Yeah. Um, so that way your leadership is kind of a fresh start. I didn't get that opportunity. So I had like my boys that I fucking went out with every weekend and got fucked up and shit faced and did stupid shit and try to keep each other out of trouble and jail and all that stuff. And all of a sudden I'm fucking the one that's like, hey, motherfucker, do push ups. Yeah. You know? And it, I learned real quick the difference between a personal relationship and essentially business or, you know, we have to complete the task at hand and you and I, our personal relationship has nothing to do with the words that are coming out out of my mouth right now. You're just fucking up and this is something that I have to do. Um, and it's nice to be able to learn that. Yeah. But uh, 
It was really hard at first. Well, it's fucking big yeah. boy rules, man. Yeah. Well, I ran you know? into the same situation that you did because my community was too small. Yeah. There's there's nowhere to send somebody. Right. Like all of a sudden you just you catch five and now you're a team lead. But there's nowhere to send you. Like it's such a small community that it's yeah. just like, nope, these motherfuckers, same thing. Yeah. Bro, the guys in, that you were out fucking doing all the shit hoping you weren't getting caught with now work for you. I was in the yeah. same platoon from Lance Corbel to Sergeant. Yeah. You know, and into senior sergeant. So when I, the, the platoon I was a boot in, I ended up being platoon sergeant of. You know what I mean? So like all those guys. So it's very similar, yeah. man. Like I I grew up with these guys. Yeah. And granted, like a lot of them were also my peers that grew up with me. And we had the new guys. Yeah. But still, like, there was some guys who got yeah, it's hard. held behind, you know, like, yeah. or got in trouble. My my very first corporal that I ever had, my good friend, he's and he actually listens to the show, Mike Keys. Uh, he lives in Cleveland. He's a fucking great dude. Love fucking good dudes. Dude, he's a fucking awesome guy. But he was my very first corporal. I love fucking awesome guys, guy. Too. And like, that's- now, Mikey, Mikey <laughs> was, uh, Mikey was very, very small. He's a small dude. Like, 110 pounds. That's not true. I know wet. Mikey. He's like twice my size. <laughs> no, other Mikey. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keys was like a fucking small dude, right? Like he was like 110 pounds soaking wet. He took fifth in Mr. Puniverse, which was a, which was a, the, uh, a contest that the local, that the local uh, radio station put on. <laughs> he took fucking fifth in it, right? It was awesome. But, or third, he took third in it, right? And uh, it was great. Uh, it was judged by uh, the chick who played Mr. Man. In scary movie, the bodybuilder, <laughs> she like picked him up and was like shoulder pressing his ass and shit. It was great, fucking, uh, and uh, fucking, he uh, eventually got in trouble. He got into he got into a domestic with his old lady. His old lady, who was bigger than him, oh geez, started beating his fucking ass. And as she's got him like pinned down in the mount and fucking smacking the shit out of him, he reached over grabbed a fucking shoe and fucking smacked her across the face with a shoe. <laughs> she called the fucking police, called the MPs. They were in Pace Housing. Called the MPs. I'm throwing your business out here, bro. Sorry. Call the and MPs. of course, she's got a big shoe print on her face. Yeah. So, no, so, he, gets, Nike swoosh so he gets in trouble because he hit her with a fucking kid. You know? and like, yeah. Just waffle stamped her. Just <laughs> fucking rebocked her cheekbone, you know, and like, so he gets in trouble, but he gets knocked down to Lance Corporal. It was funny because he would answer the phone. He'd be like, "Made platoon, ex corporal keys," because <laughs> 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 he was constantly funny as fuck. He was just a funny dude. But at that point in time, I was now his corporal. Yeah, and later, or like I think I was his sergeant for a while, and I was like, it was fucking weird. And I was like, dude, you were my boss, but it's just how shit rolls, you know. Yeah. Um, but so I had to. I grew up in an environment where like the guys who like I grew up with. Like, like we, we were, we had to yell at each other. Right. Basically. Yeah. And, and we were pretty top heavy platoon. Yeah. Cause like I had been in for a while from being in the grunt. So then I, I, I stayed at the schoolhouse as an instructor. So we were in like the support platoon for Amtrak's at yeah. the schoolhouse. So we were all in like instructor status. So we had our students. Sure. We could fucking yell at them all day and we could, and we could lead and mentor them all day. But when it came to like actually work, do you see that correction? He's like, we can yell at that. I mean, Lead mentor. That that recruiter came out. (laughs) So uh, I was definitely not a recruiter. I don't know how motherfuckers do that shit. I did a recruiter's assistance like twice and it was like, dude, Dude. I would trust a used car salesman before fuck I trust yeah, a fucking recruiter. I couldn't lie to children for a living, dude. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. fuck that. <laughs> Son right here would get you a free home B. You're yeah. really good there in basic. They'll give you a puppy and a spare tire. <laughs> Go on in. <laughs> right? Recruiters are out there slapping roofs, telling you how many futures they could fucking <laughs> yeah. cram into that military career. Those motherfuckers. Good God. Let's get you into combat arms. That's going to translate into a lot of skills in the real world. <laughs> oh, man. 
Again. <laughs> and that's something I think all branches have in common. Yeah. Is the recruiters are just fucking scumbags. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, I love how it's blamed so much on the recruiters and the recruiters are scumbags. Oh, yeah. They have to go to a school to learn yeah. how to how be to that scumbag, scumbag. Which means yeah. there's master scumbags there's, out there. Yeah, <laughs> there's people that like are in a fucking whole nother level. Of Here's the biggest scumming. thing that bothers me is that we like to blame recruiters and all that kind of stuff. And these guys are given a quota and a mission or whatever that they have to accomplish. All of us were given fucking yeah. missions that we didn't necessarily understand or agree with yep. or whatever. But that's the fucking month. mission. That's what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, bring me three a month. Here's the deal. Maybe not Scott, because he remembers when they were still using abacuses, but like <laughs> the U.S. Army has had a website forever. Yeah. Every since, since the Internet started. Yeah. Every MOS that exists is on that website. Mm-hmm. It explains exactly what it does, yeah. what they train you in. It even says how long the training is to go get that skill and da 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 da. There is no fucking reason that you're going to be like, the recruiter fucking didn't tell me about this shit. First off, <laughs> that recruiter doesn't know every MOS in the military and yeah. what actually goes along with He's that job. He's making shit up as he goes. Yeah. Because <laughs> he just wants you to sign that dotted line so right. you ship your ass to MEPS and but you're not his problem anymore. Yeah. You could go spend half an hour on that website, though, and then be like, oh, uh, medical equipment repair specialist. It's a... It, it, I'm not exaggerating. I think it's literally a 54-week AIT yeah. to get through that. Because I was at basic with a dude that yeah. was going to go be a medical what equipment repair specialist. AIT. So his AIT was literally a PCS. Yeah. It was not an AIT. He literally had a PCS to that because it was over a year. That's crazy. For the school. So it was Our a full PCS move. are over wow. a year. But the thing was, is he was like, I picked this. Because when I'm going to do my, he had signed up for six years. So he got like 40 grand or whatever to do the six years. And he's like, but I'm going to come out with six years of experience in it, a year long training school and medical equipment repair. He was like, there's nobody in the field on the civilian side. And the average income is $180,000 a year to go repair this equipment. Because when a fucking CAT scan goes down. Like the doctor's not in there being like, oh, yeah. we just got to reboot it real quick. They call this motherfucker that comes hammer. in and fixes it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so and it was like, well, how'd you land on that? Did you come out of the medical field or whatever? He's like, no, I went to the fucking website. Like I was just reading it. And it was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm going to get a college level education with a college level fucking skill set when I come out. Yeah, but grunts don't read, bro. <laughs> but the, that's the problem is they come in and be like, do you want to be the tip of the spear? Do you want to do it? And they get all fucking who on it. And then I was like, so easy on my recruiter. I'm like, I want to be infantry. He's like, I got you, bro. <laughs> I was a guy that didn't look on the website. And I have, I have nothing against that. The guys that are going to be yeah. like, I know what I want to do. Sure. I know I want to be we infantry or whatever. We need them. No, they, absolutely. No. But it, stop saying that you got fucked. I mean, because honestly, if you didn't do the research. The entire fucking mission of the military is yeah. to support the infantry. I will tell you how I got fucked. I, I went to the National Guard recruiter. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go active duty after I graduate, but I want to get started. He's like, okay, I got you. Good news is you get a $3,500 enlistment bonus for the National Guard. I'm like, awesome. He did not tell me when I went active duty, I was considered prior service. I didn't get a bonus at all. Well, and you, then I had, to re- I had to repay back pay the back, National yeah. Guard one because I didn't fulfill my commitment. So, oh, what a fuck. Right? <laughs> we were all talking about how the fact that we got promoted above our peers and had to deal with it. And it, it, it gave me a question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. When you switched over to go being a sniper instructor, 
Yeah. Did you ever have anybody come through the school that you knew? Yeah, it was it was my. That's why I became an. And so I I was with. So I was a hundred first guy that taught SODIC, which is like the Special Forces Sniper School. Yeah. That was you know fifth groups co-located with the 101st at Fort Campbell. Special Operations Target Interdiction Course. Yeah, that's what SODIC is. And then, uh, so, but uh, as I became an instructor, I was kind of a liaison instructor for all the 101st guys that they rotated through. So I knew a lot of the guys that came through my school. So what was that like when all of a sudden you had to flip from... Oh, my God. Like one of the Joes to, like, the instructor. Well, I don't know if it's... And I'm going to speak for Scott here. I don't know if it's so much of the guys that went through the class, but when he had to go back to the company area in civvies... Yeah, that was the funny part. Because that was his duty uniform. No, I I had... I had... I had... I had my my BDU pants on, and then we wore T-shirts. It's instructor and whatever, and ball caps. Not... That's not that that uncommon in the military. But when when I drove the Humvee from the sniper school to my company area to sign some paperwork and walked in and signed paperwork in this uniform... They all wanted to fucking light me up because I was out of uniform. But you're not. And because I drove a Humvee without a K-Pot on. I'm like, you can do that. Nowhere does it say you have to wear a K-Pot. <laughs> like, not it's not required at all. It's not required at all. It's just your guys' thing. You know? And so, yeah. Yeah. It was, that was kind of funny. But, yeah. They, but, know, no, man. like, when I when I talked to guys, I was more, I wasn't, Sodic wasn't a scream and yell and fucking, like, try to kick you out of it school. Like, like the regular army sniper school is. It was more of a, I'm going to teach you something. It's points based. So you can go through the whole school and not graduate, but, but still you're, you're going to get the training, right. yeah. you know, cause we were, it was in between 2003 and 2005 when I was teaching. And uh, there was guys in the sniper sections that had no formal training. And so I was all about just teaching them the skill. And I, I didn't, we weren't trying to kick anybody out. I would, no, I didn't think yeah. you had to like flex. I just didn't yeah. know what it was like with that transition of all of a sudden. No, it was it was awesome. You know, was now a, you're in charge. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of. I don't know. It was. I promoted within too because I didn't go anywhere, yeah. and so yeah, like I got my E five, and it was with all my peers, and I was in charge of them sometimes too, and it wasn't a big deal. I don't yeah. know. Well, there you go. We uh, there's our. Yeah. Our stories and our favorite way of smoking people. But I, mean, uh, I guess you could always get the old exhaust samples and the fucking bullshit. Oh, well, that's oh, just yeah. hazing. Like, yeah. go get me a box of grid squares. And yeah. all that uh, kind of my shit. favorite was the ST1 tool. My favorite was we got new 203 barrels one time and they came with these plastic plugs <laughs> in the barrel when they two, shipped new. The two or three blank adapters. And so I, I, <laughs> I got everybody... To like try to go get two or three blank adapters from supply. That yeah, was go to supply. Awesome. That's yeah. hilarious. That's a good one. That's good, dude. That was That's a good. good. One. My favorite thing was anytime I had to do fucking inventory for a supply where you had to go down and you know do all the fucking serial count out yeah. and all that shit and whatever. I'd sit there and be looking at the manifest and go, "Ah, oh, fuck." Be like, "What? Dude, the pricky eight's not in here." What's not there? It's some private. The yeah. Pricky Eight's fucking missing. You know what? Yeah. I think First Sergeant had it last. Run down to his office and ask him if there's a Pricky Eight in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd yeah. see him go running down the fucking hallway. I used to send guys to the comm shop for the Pricky Seven. Yeah. Go yeah. talk to Gunny. <laughs> You're like, hey man. Oh fuck, dude. Go, go hey, we need to fix this comm gear, dude. Go to the go to the comm shop, grab Gunny. My stepdad Tell me was telling eight. me stories about uh they'd get brand new semen on their ship and shit like that, and he would send them fucking all over the place looking for batteries for the sound powered radio. <laughs> You know, getting, getting a brand new semen is better than getting new semen. That's yeah. true. 
On Amtrak, we used to ask them to, we we tell them to, like, if I just needed to get rid of a kid for a while, I'd give him a ball peen hammer, like a little tiny one, and be like, <laughs> go look for soft spots on the track. And he'd be out there, tink, 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 fucking hours. I'd be like, did you find any? Oh, yeah. I'd give him a piece of chalk, and then I'd go out there, and he'd be like, fucking circles and shit. I'd be like, this fucking guy. We used to, we used to make people go inventory the keys for all the Humvees. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen the, there's a video on the internet where uh, some soldier, it's in, shout out army, man. So you guys, you got this fucking kid. It was great. He was talking about how he had to pull start the Humvee and he's pulling the fucking <laughs> cable. That. so awesome. And the kid's like, I can't get it. I it can't was, get it. Oh, it's oh, like, dude, it's easy. The lock cable. Yeah, the lock cable. And he, <laughs> he reaches in and he fucking does it, but he hits the start <laughs> at the same time. The kid's like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, dude, just fucking do it. And he's like, take me, you'll get it. You'll get it. It was fucking, he did it masterfully. And I was like, awesome. My dude, he got him. <laughs> I was like, I like that one. That's good. Yeah. So they're out there. I mean, uh, but I think in like our aspects, hazing, it's considered hazing, but it's a good well, it's thing. Considered it's considered hazing now. Thing. But it works. It's considered hazing now. Like it works. Like it, it, look, at, look what it benefited yeah. your buddy. My guy stopped f- saw fucking smelling like feet, ass, and balls. So that's smoking. You know, like, when, when I think I, we're talking about. What? Hazing is what I would consider all of the fucking pranks and all that shit that I we think pulled on the young like ones just, that came like, through. But hazing is like when the fucking when when twenty twenty did the or in sixty minutes the thing on the silent drill platoon where they were sticking boot daubers in motherfuckers assholes and making them drink dip spit and shit. Yeah, yeah. Like that's hazing. Yeah, when, you know, when, like, when I when I was supposed to make them drink dip spit. <laughs> well, they were like shitting and pissing on each other. Like it was fucked up. Yeah, we, we were t- sixty minutes got a hold of it. It was just oh, now we're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> when we you know we were talking we were talking about. Uh, you know, corrective action. And my, I guess my leadership, the way I did it or the way I trained people was through embarrassment. I would, I would embarrass people to the point where they're not going to make that mistake again. Like, what? like on the sniper shit, right? Yeah. Like if they would dial wrong or something like that, I would just fucking real loud. So the whole class could hear like, oh, the wind's blowing from left to right and you're going to dial more fucking right. Like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, like, <laughs> I, you know, I would like really dig into like, why the fuck did it, you know? But yeah, people make mistakes, but like I would, I would embarrass the fuck out of people. And I think they hated it. Yeah. But, but uh, most of my was, corrective was action effective. was, you know, put them in the front leaning rest. They'd push. But I would sit there and I'd literally squat down in front of them and I would ask them questions. So they'd go down and come back up and then I would ask a question. Yeah. And then they'd go down and come back up and we'd have the, essentially a teaching moment. It was like, I have your undivided attention now. Yeah. And now everybody's sitting here watching me, yeah. squatting in front of you, fucking having this conversation while you're pushing. And so, you know, it'd be like, all right. Dude, I don't give a fuck. Tell me the proper way to do like, this. Well, da, 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 da. The, correct. The down. Up. Yeah. Like all right. the hardest now, motherfucker on the planet. His fucking ego is the most fragile point on his yes. body. Yeah. Yes. You know, so if you can embarrass a big motherfucker, yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. The you're going to get your fucking, you're going to get it across. You yeah. know? That was like, the big yeah. thing. And then the my only other thing with corrective action was, is if anybody above me ever smoked one of my guys, I'd go out and get smoked with them. Sure. Because that was that whole, like, if my guys fucked up, yeah. then I fucked up. And if somebody above me had to take corrective action, then I need to be right there with them. Yeah. But then again, it was the whole time. Like we'd be sitting there fucking, you know, your bear crawling up some fucking hill or some bullshit, whatever inventive exercise they yeah. came up with. And you'd have that conversation with them about like, you know, why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing and da, 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 da. And it, it's an opportunity for you just to 
I always viewed it as an opportunity to reflect on the gravity of your responsibility. This isn't just a job. It's a lifestyle. And you've got to embrace it that way. And if you can't, then keep your head down, do your time and get the fuck out. You know, but if you can, then learn from it and then you'll get to be that E7 that's sitting here fucking giving learning lessons to whatever but don't be yeah. the douchebag that's just smoking people for the sake of, sake of smoke yeah, there, there was a people. lot of people like that sure yeah the sure. Tri- triceps directly connected to the brain fucking yep. a man well i think on that note boys i think we've covered a lot in this little master debate uh we yeah. master debated all over this we master debated the fuck out of this one from yeah. the window to the wall <laughs> that's right <laughs> what did we learn Probably nothing. Probably all sorts of shit. The Navy doesn't like used semen. They only like new semen. They like brand new semen. Yep. Not used semen. It gets too crusty then. Uh, Leave streaks if you don't clean it up right away. That's all I'm told. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Scott hazed Alexander the Great. We knew that already. Uh, he was just Alexander. He was just Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He, he was wasn't a, great until Scott was done with him. He was Alexander the bitch until he became like an E three. <laughs> <No. laughs> well, fuck boys. Oh, my ass is falling asleep. Raise them glasses. Yeah. Raise this glass. My askles. John, what does your cup say there? Uh, it says Peta. <laughs> Please eat the ass. Please eat the ass. Yeah. Grill your ass off. Dot com. Nice. They are not a, a sponsor, but uh, good dudes. So thank all you motherfuckers for being my freedom friends. And you out there listening, we thank you for being our freedom friends, too. Yeah. Patreon and, uh, supporters, you're the shit. You are. Check you, out. You uh, have just a little bit more freedom in you than everybody else. That's does. right. Yeah. And if you want more freedom, check us out. Check out the Patreon. Link's in the description here. Uh, check out O-Wellness. Speaking of Patreon, we need all the Patreon people to send us their T-shirt size. Yes. Yes, we yes, do. We do. Uh, yes we do so this will be the test see if you're actually listening to the show yeah, so that's your right. t-shirt side yeah if you made it all the way through because it's the end so <laughs> here's and, the test uh, i'm pretty sure they only side. listen to the first 30 seconds i'm pretty <laughs> sure dude they're like yeah, and then with that it off. uh tell your mom tell your friends tell your mom's friends yeah but yeah. uh we have a simple request for you yeah and that's to smoke on drink on and god damn it Free to fuck fuck on. on. You're goddamn right. Talking about. Yeah. Smells like freedom. Mm. And Badoosey. I love some Badoosey. Yeah? You like that butt, dick, and pussy? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Later, y'all.